0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Monroe, Louisiana. Welcome to the show, Jeff Anselon.
1: Thank you very much, Victor. It's an honor and privilege to, to be uh, on your show as well, sir.
0: Well, great to have you here, and I should have said Dr. Jeff Anzalone. You specialize in helping doctors, other physicians, and uh, dentists invest in real estate. Why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you took this turn in your career or this adjunct in your career?
1: Yeah, um, I'm I'm like uh, a lot of the other doctors. I'm a periodontist, which is a dental specialist. I set out a couple of years ago to start a blog to let other physicians and dentists know just about my story about how I acquired a lot of debt and the mistakes that I made, the financial mistakes that I made. And I started just basically just talking to them about just basic investing. And the more that I got into it, the more that I realized that, number one, I really enjoyed learning about some of the different real estate options and investments out there because most of us, we get out and we're inundated by people wanting to sell us you know, different things, different products, insurances, you know, financial planners, etc. So the only thing that we really know is if we want to invest our money, it's basically gonna have to be put in the stock market, a 401k, something like that. Somebody we have to trust somebody to manage everything for us. And we have to typically, as you know, Victor, work a long time and hopefully save up enough money to retire. And then hopefully we don't run out. And one of the terms now is just physis- physician burnout there's more and more physicians burning out you know unfortunately um, I had a friend of mine that um, a local dentist this summer that committed suicide you know we don't know the whole story but we, we do know that that money was a part of it you know with some debt and with just burn, you know just burnout so if that really opened my eyes you know what I really need to start doing something to help avoid that and start teaching it and, and the real estate was because We don't really focus on passive income or any type of income now. We're just focused on our practice. So um, that's what I've really started to gear towards teaching others on my blog.
0: That makes an awful lot of sense. And, you know, my father was a dentist as well. In fact, he did a fair amount of perio work in his days as well. What you're talking about, I can relate to because I've witnessed it firsthand. I mean, one of the things that I see a lot of dentists grappling with, they're very smart, they're very analytical. Uh, they think they can do it all themselves. They're kind of trained to do it themselves, and oftentimes they don't have necessarily the business acumen. They simply haven't been in the environment or hung around enough business people to be good business people and make good business decisions.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And you know, a lot of us we just have to go with, hey, you know, we ask our colleagues, hey, who do you recommend for this, or or what are you doing, and you know, a lot of times people don't want to talk about that because as you know, it's kind of a, a taboo thing. You don't really talk about money or income or anything like that. So a lot of times it's just whoever gets to us first, you know, so to speak, we're just kind of kind of with them, unfortunately. And, and, and I think this just helped providing a service to people, just giving them information, just knowledge on the different things that I've done, the different things on other people have done, the mistakes that I've made and, you know, some of the wins that I've made. And then you know, hopefully they can make up their own mind and choices based on, you know, what they've learned because, you know, what's right for me, and what's right for you may not be right for, you know, the next guy down the street.
0: Absolutely. And if they do choose to talk about it, then often it's the blind leading the blind.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So, I mean, you talked a little bit or you referenced a little bit of stumbles that you've, you've made. What would you attribute those stumbles to? Do you have a story you can share there?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I, and actually, um, just wrote an article uh, um, about it on my blog. Uh, if anybody wants to read it in more detail, they can go there. It's uh, debt free dr. Uh, so it's debt free doctor, but the doctor was already taken whenever I started it, so I had to, I had to go with uh, debt free dot com. And there's a real estate investing tab at the top, and you can search for the one where it basically said how I how I lost fifty thousand dollars with realty shares. That was a main website that, that, as you may or may not know, or some of your listeners may not know, that went under actually recently, and another company acquired them. But that's how I got started uh, in real estate with some of the different online mm-hmm. crowdfunding platforms. And I started off just doing a couple of you know debt deals, small deals. They worked out well. I was getting comfortable with them, and I then stepped it up a little bit and went to a kind of a mid-range equity deal in an apartment complex, actually in Gulfport, Mississippi, where I did some of my training. So I was familiar with the area. I was I was familiar with the apartment complex. That did well, and it continues to pay well each month. And then um, about two years ago, I did a deal for the $50,000 apartment complex in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you were talking about, you know, how we don't have a lot of time, you know, to, to do our due diligence. Well, I was putting all my trust and faith in realty shares because, you know, they all, they've always claimed along with a lot of these other crowdfunding sites that, you know, we get thousands of deals pitched to us a year and we're only going to put the best of the best on our website. You know, we're going to sort through all the sponsors for you. Really, the only thing that i that I was doing at that time I would just go through there and go hey you know which which deal is going is going is to pay the best and that was the only thing that I looked at, and that was you know totally on me, and that was totally my mistake so long story short the the apartment complex was in a a, a crime infested area, people were moving out left and right. The sponsor thought they could go in and, and if they fixed it up that they could that they could get people to you know to start moving back in, but that was not the case. Um, They put a lot of money in it up front, didn't get their money out. So every investor um, that put their money in lost their money.
0: Well, painful to hear those stories. Uh, and I know they're out there. In fact, you know, even speaking very candidly, uh, I've never lost money in A-class or B-class apartments. I've only lost money in C-class. I know there's definitely a lot of deal sponsors out there, a lot of investors that like C-class. They like workforce housing. And there's no question there are good opportunities in there. And at the same time, when you're dealing with a lower income stream, you are carrying more risk because the expenses don't care how much rent you're collecting. You know, your utility bills aren't any less in a low income area. Your water heater doesn't cost any less if it fails, you know, to to replace it. Uh, Your air conditioner doesn't cost any less to replace when it fails. So those expenses end up proportionally being much, much higher and you don't have the cushion, the resilience of that higher income stream to protect you in the event that things go wrong.
1: Yep, you're exactly right.
0: So what are some of the other challenges that you see that doctors and dentists face uh, as you're talking with them, apart from you know having no time to, to actually do the due diligence? My perception is that they're often targeted by sponsors. They're often targeted by salespeople. They're vulnerable to being sold a bill of goods.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that we sort of have this maybe this air about us that hey we're you know we're doctors so we're smart and we should be smart and know about everything it doesn't matter if it's medicine or dentistry you know so we walk around thinking that we know everything which of course we don't and a lot of times unfortunately we make our decisions based on that hey we're we're smart we make a lot of money and we just go in and do these deals without even knowing what what in the world we're getting into and when I lost all that money at Shares, I really didn't understand, unfortunately, how a syndication worked. Uh, I, again, I was just putting my trust with another company. But there's not a lot of people that are going to have the time and energy or even interest in wanting to go through and learn what's all involved in the process. Honestly, I really just enjoy doing it, You know, just learning the knowledge. I love to read. And that, that's just another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, just to kind of give back and give that information. Because uh, a lot of us just aren't going to want to do it.
0: Well, and it really does take a significant investment in time, energy. You know, I've always believed that in order to accomplish anything in life, you need three things. Number one, you need the knowledge, and that takes a while to amass. Number two, you you have to have the drive, the emotional drive, and you've got to overcome whatever emotional obstacles are preventing you from accomplishing that thing. But number three, and this is the most important, you've got to be immersed in the right environment. So unless you are spending time with other high-quality deal sponsors, other developers, uh, other folks that are really well-recognized fund managers, and really learning this by osmosis, by being in that environment, you're really setting yourself up. Think about it. Why is it that all the World's best figure skaters train at two rinks in Canada, one in Montreal and one in Barrie, Ontario, from all the competing countries. They all compete at the same skating rinks. They all train at the same skating rinks together. It's to be in that environment, to be with other folks that are developing at that level. And unless you do that, you're working as an island onto yourself. It becomes extremely difficult.
1: Hmm, I, I did not know that about the, the skaters. So that's that's something new to me.
0: Most of the successful people that I know it doesn't matter what the domain is. Well think about it even in terms of dentistry. who are the best dentists in town? who are the best doctors in town? They compare notes they, there's consultation. they they hang out together they they mastermind together. That happens in the field of medicine. Why would it not happen in real estate or any other field?
1: Yeah that's true from from everything that you read and you know even in the, the book of Proverbs it always says to, to surround yourself with uh, you know multiple advisors. So they were talking about that thousands of years ago. So really nothing's changed today.
0: Exactly. Exactly. If you had words of wisdom for someone coming out of dental school or medical school, looking to invest a little bit of the cash that they're throwing off at the end of each month, what would that be?
1: Just know what you're getting into. My big rule of thumb is don't invest in anything that you can't explain to like a a fifth grader. A lot of people unfortunately can't. and, And I used to be the same way. So even if you, you know, I, I do a lot of my own investing. I researched it. I knew which funds to get. This was, you know, way back when, when I started doing it. And I knew what I was getting into. But even if you don't want to do investing yourself, whether it's stock market or real estate or whatever, still understand it, still be able to ask, um, you know, good questions. You know, I, same thing with patience. You know, I, I like it whenever people come in, uh, you know, one of the things that I've done with my practice that I've listened over the years, what people ask frequently asked questions. So I started writing all those down. I've actually written a couple of books now that have all that in there and we give them out free to patients. We actually mail them out before they come to our practice. And you wouldn't believe the the comments we get from that because of, you know, just giving they're they're not gonna do the procedure themselves. Just like we're not going, a lot of times we're not going to do the, the investing ourselves. But at least they're learning about the procedure. And, you know, we're learning about the investments, just so we can be uh, more knowledgeable and, and can ask smart questions whenever we do hire the, the person to do the investment. with.
0: I love it. Well, if folks want to get in touch, if they want to learn more, what's the best way?
1: Uh, probably through the website, the debtfreedr.com, or they could email me Jeff J E F F at debtfreedr.com.
0: I love it. Well, thank you, Jeff, for the insights and for the listeners at home. Definitely reach out to Jeff at debtfreedoctor.com. That's debtfreedr.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen.
1: We'll talk to you again tomorrow.